Hey folks, this is Notch coming to you on Thursday night, August 27th. This, um, this episode was recorded on Tuesday, and there has been, well, there's just been a seismic shift in how we see sports and the social issues that affect sport since then. Obviously, we can't address those on the podcast, haven't been unable to go back in time, so, um... I just wanted to come in before the pod and, and make a note of that because uh, otherwise maybe you'd be wondering, like, why aren't we talking about what's happened in the NBA, what the player MLSPA has done about Deloy Hansen? Uh, we'll obviously touch on all of that in next week's episode. Also, I wanted to point out that this episode is coming to you late on Thursday rather than Wednesday because I was unsure if, we, if there would be Minnesota United news or something else that we might need to talk about. Uh, before the show, uh, and, and honestly, it just felt kind of weird to be working on a podcast, given everything else that's happened. So, that's that's why the episode this week is a little late, and I, I apologize for that. Um, hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Sasha. And I'm Caleb. This week, it's all messy, all the time. One straight hour dedicated to breaking down every tweet from his teammates, friends, family, family friends, family friends, family, and their friends. Then we'll spend another hour speculating where he will go and why it won't be MLS. Then hour three of We Call It Messy Mania, we'll catalog all the hilarious tweets from non-soccer teams about to be messy. Because they don't play soccer, get it? Did you get it? Lewandowski. Guys, do you get it? Welcome to yet another episode of We Call It Soccer. Uh, this the week that the unthinkable has happened. We never, we never saw it coming. We absolutely just. <laughs> Did not see this coming. Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona. How will life go on? This is surely the most important thing that has happened in the year 2020. Um, We all... I mean, there's no way Trump gets elected now. I mean, he made this happen. Uh, This is the thing that brings down the Trump administration. You mark my words, people. Um, He lost the Catalan vote. Yeah, I was going to say, all the Catalan absentee ballots are... That explains why he's trying to st- stop the postal system. He doesn't want all of those votes from Spain getting it. Right. Exactly. Yep. So um, <laughs> I don't know how I will sleep tonight, y'all. I really don't know. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. It's been fun being on soccer social media for like the last six hours while every single tweet talks about this one thing. And then, you know, there was that news about Daily Plan, which is not very funny. But uh, so I'll talk about it later. But, uh, you know, this stuff with Messi, I feel like I'm like obligated to ask a question about him now. And uh, what is the messiest state your room gets in before you have to clean it up? Or you should compel, like you cannot let it get any messier. Well, I'm married. So my room messiness has decreased immensely. But if you ask me this when I was in high school, as long as there's a path from my door to my bed, like, 
Yeah, it's fine. I wonder if I should throw my partner under the bus, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep quiet. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah. I would say, because I currently don't share my bedroom. Um, <laughs> Sasha. Oh. Again, that personal. came out like, a lot more like morose. Than... It's not. No, guys, I'm, I'm in a happy relationship. I'm just meaning like I like I live, you know, my room is my own currently. Uh it sounds like uh, this is this is from like a, a civil war letter. I am currently not sharing my bed with anyone. I mean, because of I COVID. long for your return from the war. You know, being alone in your bed is a good COVID practice. You know, if you are, yeah. Anyway, so I'd say if there's like I I will use like paper bags from grocery shopping as like spare trash bags. If I have more than one of those. And at least one dish sitting on my desk and also piles of laundry. That's when I'll be like, okay, something needs to be cleaned up. So I do have a system in place. Okay. Uh, all right, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. For me, it's when I start seeing uh, dust on the shelves is when I, I oh, my, my like brain starts to go like, uh, like, you know, normally I'll pick up after myself just randomly. But uh, I think that just... This comes from, I, I feel like, living in India where dust is everywhere. My mother being kind of obsessed with getting rid of it, that uh, I have the same neuroses now. So so that is my signal. But um, now that we've talked about messy, we don't need to do it for the rest of the episode. Right. <laughs> and to clarify, uh, but, you are saying dust, right? And not dust. So it's not Sergio Dest who is on your, on your countertops. No, I do not have that kind of relationship with Sergio Dest uh, yet, yet. But someday, someday, you don't, you just wait. So, okay, hey, um, Caleb, we have a Patreon. Yo, Can you tell do. me about it? Well, no, it's, it's pretty great. For three dollars, you can join our Slack channel. In that Slack channel, you can ask us pod questions every week. We'll take those questions from that Slack channel and then answer them to our best of our abilities on the podcast uh, and also just regular old bants about people who listen to this podcast and aren't even patreon members it's like what what are you even doing uh five dollars gets you an extended extended discussion every week on our patreon a uh, little 10 to 15 minutes of us shooting the shit about anything from barcelona being a tire fire eventually which was recorded back in july i swear or for ten dollars, you can get a uh, three episodes a month, one from each of us that are solo about topics that range anywhere from anime to music to video games to just all the nerdy stuff that we're into. That's not soccer. Uh, Twenty dollars, you get some stickers in the mail and your name shouted out at the end of every podcast. And for a thousand dollars, you can make Notch say good things about Atlanta United, the team in Georgia, the the state in the USA, not the country, and also not the team from Italy that lost to PSG in the Champions League. Important distinction. I will say things good things about Atalanta for free. Although maybe I should make that a the three dollar tier or one dollar <laughs> tier thing, you know, like maybe there's some Atalanta fans out there that wouldn't mind a little bit more praise for their squad. Yeah, so that's patreon.com slash fans, to United fans, all right? Uh, with that, let's move into the first segment of our show called Bad Guys. Yes, the segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys, the two top divisions, MLS and NWSL, this week, and actually today, 
like several hours ago. The NWSL surprised all of us by saying that it's going to continue with the 2020 season. I thought it was done. Uh, I did as well. I was under the impression that the tournament would be the deciding factor and that the Dash were going to be the season winner. But surprise, surprise, it did so well that they're going to give us a regular season. It's going to be starting up on September 5th. There's going to be 18 matches over the course of seven weeks featuring three three-team pods. By the way, I agree with how they're or they're formatting this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You need to stop now. We're not going to give free marketing to other pods on this pod, okay? Like, that's that's it. Sorry, NWSL. There's only This world is only big enough for one pod, all right? This pod is big enough for just one pod. Uh, no, I think we're going to do podception here because we got uh, three pods, one for the West with the Rain, Thorns, and the Royals. The Northeast, which has Chicago Red Stars, Sky Blue, and the Spirit. And the South, which is going to have the Courage, the Pride, and our champions, the Dash. Uh, to steal your joke, uh, Sasha, that's the group of death. Because uh, <laughs> that's where that's where the COVID is happening a lot. That's true. That's I, true. Yeah, I, I felt <laughs> bad even just repeating that just now. And... <laughs> But, hey man what are you gonna do life's a little real like that right now um the, the actually the, the the most positive piece of news with uh this announcement is that there's gonna be a televised nwsl game of the week on cbs like the main television network every saturday in september cbs sports network will then carry three saturdays in october uh games on there and cbs all access will exclusively stream four games as well as the cbs broadcast coverage in september so um access to nwsl games significantly expanded because of this uh continuing deal with cbs i think for me it just uh it's just us puts puts up some uh changes in how we view moves from rose lavelle and sam mewis uh who have chosen to go to the wsl uh because i was i Personally, I was thinking that, okay, well, they're not going to get any more action here, so the WSL starts soon. But now we see that there was going to be a WSL play, uh, which, which changes the picture a little bit. I will say May- one of those pods has three out of my four favorite teams all playing each other. So the West clearly a clear favorite for me, and hopefully for Rachel as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's look at uh, MLS, which had phase one of games. I made this joke in the Dark Clouds newsletter, but like phase one sounds like a submarine condition that you set when another submarine is like close by and you need to like run silently and torpedo them. Uh, but no, it's just, I mean, similar level of like urgency and risk, let's be honest. But and that thinking just... feeling incoming. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's just games. It's just a bunch of MLS games. And uh, the first one is Toronto and Vancouver, which, hey, surprise, surprise, Toronto actually playing. Hey, guess what? In Toronto, apologies for them for ragging on them, saying they were going to be playing in uh, Hudson. Apparently, they're back in at BMO Field. I did not notice this change until we were watching a little bit earlier. So, uh, so a few a few players back for Vancouver Lucas Cavallini, Tucson Ricketts, Andy Rose. They sat out the MLS's back tournament. They played in this game. And we had a Piatti, uh, not Montreal's former Piatti, but uh, a new Piatti, Pablo Piatti, 
uh, scoring two goals in his uh, first MLS game. And I'm assured that there's a name for that, but I simply can't remember what it is. Brace yourself, Notch. It's a brace. Aha. Okay, I see what it is. Um, all right. Well, he scored one of those goals with Screamer, though. Yeah, the first one was really well done by him. Uh, just three touches around the defense and pulled it back to the top corner. Thomas Hall did not have a good wheat, the young goalkeeper for Vancouver. Uh, kind of the hero for their team in the MLS's back tournament and maybe the Magic, Magic State in, or- in Orlando. Yeah, right. Uh, he should not have left the Magic Kingdom. But uh, hey, we, we got uh, Nick DeLeon goal in here, which was nice to see. He got got a goal late in the game coming off the bench. And it's it's clear even just from watching a little bit of Piatti and Pozuelo that they're in another universe of talent. The, the kind of passes they're able to pull off, the back heel flicks, it's, it's incredible to see two players like that on the same team uh, playing at the same time. Red Bulls played New York City FC. Uh, Red Bulls coming out 1-0 winners of a, a poorly cleared header that Kyle Duncan pounced on. Sean Johnson was able to get his hands to the ball, but it floated behind him. Johnson jumps on the ball as it's on the ground, but isn't able to prevent it rolling over the line. VAR is needed, but even from the most cursory replay, it's obvious that it is a goal. Columbus played Chicago. And we saw the return of a few familiar faces for Minnesota United fans. Yeah, Bobby Shuttleworth finally gets a start in net for Chicago. And he's probably excited to have his first start. Probably really excited to win them one shirt for the fire. He looks up in front of him and sees a familiar face, number five, Calvo, in defense behind in front of him. And just probably knew it was going to be a long night. And that it was. 3-0. Against them. Yep. Derek Ntien with the first goal. Darlington Nagby with an absolute streamer that even if Calvo wasn't on the field, would have gone in. And then Zardes gets the insurance goal for them late. Um, Zardes didn't miss a penalty in this game, but it ended up really not mattering. Yeah. This is vintage Zardes, which we haven't seen for a little while. He's not been uh, Zardesing it up for a little while, but this was this was a very clear opportunity for him to do that. New England and Philadelphia played a game. It ended nil-nil. Uh, Bruce Arena was handed a further two-match ban for sending off uh, after the MLS's back quarterfinal against Philadelphia, so he wasn't present. Um, I don't think that really made a difference. Yeah. Well, you know, the match officials probably feel better since he's not there to criticize them. And uh, Cincinnati and DC United also played a game. It ended nil-nil as well. Very, very exciting stuff uh, there. Let's move into a sub-segment that we call Some Might Say. In this segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC and find a few things we might want to say about them. And hey, guess what? This week, we finally got the person we wanted. Not Benedetti. Forget about that, dude. Who cares? Who? <laughs> Nicholas Hoover, right? Exactly. <laughs> Our hearts have been broken so much that we thought this was never going to happen. But Reynoso <laughs> is actually in Minnesota. So much so that somebody actually met him at the airport. Like there was a, I forget who it was on Twitter. Some dude took a photo with the guy in the, in the airport. It's going to be funny if you like land in America for a new team about to sign a contract, like flying into COVID and there's just like a fan there. Be like, 
which is <laughs> just what I just did. Not very, not very good for a podcast. Us smiling and moving my yeah. Hands. So visual joke on an audio medium is you know always killer. Yeah, L- really, listeners. What we should do for our Patreon no. is have a video no, of our recordings. So <laughs> you miss so much. <laughs> For the same reasons, we should not record ourselves taking notes. We should not have a video. Uh, <laughs> Both would be insights into how much we've been drinking. Right. I've just been chugging vodka. You know that movie, uh, Flight, with Denzel Washington? He's in the car and he just chugs like a handle of vodka. That's me. Uh, every podcast. It's just like. In fact, I'm ta- speaking between glugs right now. He's very talented. You know thank, that shirt you know where Veltrin. Ventriloquists? That's the word. Ventriloquists do. My brain fully forgot what that was for a second. When they drink the water and the puppet talks, not says it with vodka in his own mouth. So he, he drinks the vodka and he's still talking. It's it's amazing to watch, but you'll never see it. I should be in Smirnoff's commercials, let's be honest. <laughs> hey, but uh, Renault's soul. Uh, do, we, do we need to say anything else other than, hey, he's here. We had, there's no, been no announcement, I believe, right? Or have they announced it yet? Uh, Borto Jr.'s announced it. That he was drawn to Minnesota. Minnesota has yet to even mention him. So, par for the course, really. Classic, classic. Like, and they'll be like, "Breaking! We have signed Reynoso. Oh my God, legendary!" And we'll just be like, "Cool, very nice. We're so surprised." So like that that one friend who's like five months later is like, "Guys, did you see? Oh man, it was great. Did you see? You, you saw Dark Knight Rises, right? It was fantastic." It's like, dude, it's 2020. <laughs> I, like, yeah, we saw it, and it was fine. Like, <laughs> halfway through his first game, like, really, his name like, is Robin. Shut, like, shut up. Like, really, I, I was dumb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> halfway through Reynoso's first game, they'll be like, "We've signed him. Finally, announcement. <laughs> Score." He has a hat trick <laughs> in the first half. Like, oh yeah, this guy is on our team. Right. There's, there's no name on his like back. A, right, right. Someone holds a lighter to the back of his jersey and his name just appears. <laughs> it's an invisible ink. <laughs> uh, okay, we got a pod question, Caleb. Yeah. Um, this was sent in last week by Chris, but I totally forgot to even put it in here. So apologies. Um, but it fits because it's official now. At least, you know, Board of Juniors, Ronos is here. Um, Chris asks, is there a way to fit both Molino and Reynoso on the field as well as a striker and Lude? Well, well Lude wasn't even on the pitch for our game this past week, so who knows? He, he was subbed on later, but... Right. Um, I don't I know. I think that's kind of the answer. I think... you. Yeah, you can't start Lude, you start Reynoso, and I'd rather... Personally, I'd rather start Molino with Amaria. Or Toy. I mean, I'm fully prepared for, like, Reynoso to be riding the bench all year this year while, like, Lude <laughs> and, like, I don't know, Harrison Heath is re-signed and given starts. Like, that. that's going to happen, so. It's Reynoso, like, hey, uh, Emmanuel, welcome to the club. Here, this this is Thomas Chacon. You're my best friends. Go in that room over there and don't come out until we tell you to. Um, I also, I can also anticipate uh, Classic Heath being like, I don't want to, I don't want to put him in because it's too much change. And then we'll see him for like subbed in in the 80th minute, 88th minute in a close game where he doesn't have time to make an impact. Let's uh, let's talk about the fact that we played a game. Well, we didn't play the game. Minnesota United did. But oh, we the might Royal as well have. We, 
Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, it's true. But hey, before we get to it, if you if you watched even a little bit of this game, you would have noticed a little black circle above everybody's right breast in on their jerseys, which said something because you couldn't really tell and then like the photos rolled in on twitter and you were squinting they're like oh it says minnesota colon united haha <laughs> that's witty and everyone wondered where it was and i saw today on the website they have this patch like highlighted and i was thinking i was going to click into an article where it was going to like talk about the significance of the patch instead the first line of the article is how you can buy it at the black and blue store which hey by the way it's open now this week and then they talk about, hey, it's it's a portion of the proceeds will go to the We Love St. Paul Fund, collaboration between the St. Paul Area Chamber of Commerce, Midway, Midway Chamber of Commerce, and the St. Paul Downtown Alliance, which is nice because it's going to benefit the businesses that were disrupted or damaged during the recent unrest. You know, uh, with immediate funding going to the smallest businesses and those owned by people of color. Very laudable. I am glad they are doing this. I hope people will buy those patches and we will... We will get some money into the hands of people who, sh- who should be getting it. However, when you're making a, 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 a statement about this, maybe don't lead with the fact that people can buy it at the store. Like, lead with the mission. And then, you know, at the end, be like, here's how you can buy it. Because it just, I don't know, it rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, but now that I'm done nitpicking, let's nitpick the game where we lost 2-1 to SKC. Yeah, this was messy. Messy by us, I guess. The no, first he, goal he's, came from Gaddy Kinda. We'll sign. We'll sign. We'll sign him later. Okay. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I guess Gaddy damn it because Gaddy Kinda got the first goal and it was kind of a fluke. Um, we equalized like, but it was it was counted as an own goal, even though I believe that was a Finley mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, and I, I actually thought the shot was pretty good. It was a weird angle, and, you know, good for us. We had hope for a moment. Um, but then just tragedy struck and uh, from our own box hall, and SKC get the own goal. Yeah, and in box hall's defense, defense, if he doesn't make a play on that crossbar by Johnny Russell, uh, Polito is on the bad post unmarked, so... He's just there for a tap. Unless he stir, unless he Sterling's it, it's it's two one regardless. Um, Brad Ranjitsin did start in goal for the Loons. As I don't know if we mentioned this, um, this happened after we recorded last week that Tyler Miller is out for the rest of the season with a hip injury. He had successful surgery on it last week at some point, and yeah, now we know why DSC got called back to Minnesota. He wasn't able to be in the game day uh, roster because of the mandatory 10-day quarantine. He is available for this Saturday at Dallas, though. I do want to point out that um, Tyler Miller played in Orlando with that hip injury the whole time. So, you know, there was some criticism of his play during the tournament. I don't know how long he had it or how it happened. I haven't read that part, but he was playing with with an injury. So uh, what did you guys think of the Ranji thing? I thought he made some really good saves at times. <clears throat> yeah um i think he along with the team kind of looked sloppy for the first 20 minutes um but then you know once we woke up so did he and he did like you said had, he had some good saves so yeah and we should also mention that, the first goal yeah, sorry go ahead i don't think it was his fault second goal he might have been able to dive down and grab before he got made it to box so um first goal was just a fluke with 
um, some Kansas City, I don't remember the Kansas City player rushing in on him, but the cross bounced right in front of the, a diving Kansas City player. Didn't make contact with the Kansas City player, so kept going on, on his trajectory into the top corner. So that's hard to judge as a goalkeeper because you're gonna pl- you want to play it off that player rushing into the box where the cross is going. So I think that's just a, a fluke goal by Tinda there. Um, he was all right. I don't see a reason to bench him, but also don't see a reason to start him. That's game. We brought DSC back. He's the young prospect. Brought him back for a reason, and that reason should be to play games. Let us uh, move on, unless you have more Minnesota United takes to to add anything we've missed. I think that's it. Oh, well, there's one other thing. People have commented on Amaria looking slow, like post-COVID and at the tournament as opposed to the start of the season. I will say I agree with you who people are saying his runs look like they're off. They do. Maybe that was led to the injury he got towards at the start of the Orlando tournament. Maybe his heart's not in it, but it, it it's not a good look. When our guy who was a star and was scoring goals in Portland and San Jose is now... It's, it's the formation. Threat. He needs a 10. Okay. And we didn't have one last game. We didn't have one at Orla- against Orlando. We didn't have one against Colorado or against RSL. But the 4-3, the only game we really had one was the first game against Kansas City when Molina was healthy. So he needs a healthy 10 behind him, I think, to make runs. I'd also like to see him in a 2 striker setup. See if that would help. I anytime someone says two striker setup in uh, in reference to Minnesota United, I just have like horrible flashbacks. So was it 2016 when uh, we all wanted was it Ramirez and somebody else to play next to each other, and they never even tried it. I can't even remember now, but I, I just remember that being like the free chacon of its time. So, anyway, let's move on. Um, Houston played Dallas uh, nil-nil. And, uh, Sasha, you've made some decisions regarding Dallas. Yeah, you know, for a team that used to be a West Conference playoff, you know, guarantee, they looked really lame the past couple games. And, like, we didn't, you know, they didn't play in the tournament. They might not be worth watching this season, honestly. And so, yeah, I'm not going to. All right. Okay. Um, Gab Ramos, by the way, coach of Houston, has still not won a game with them. So, hopefully he gets one of those pretty soon. Uh, Toronto played Vancouver again. Hey, look at that. Canadian teams. They don't need no U.S. teams. No bullshit. Just uh, making those Maple Leafs work for them. And uh, Toronto getting the 1-0 win, an early goal from Richie Larea. In the 15 minutes, seals it. He bounced on a deflection uh, at the edge of the box to send in a ground shot. Goes uh, goes into the goal, and that's that. Thomas Hazal, again, uh, not covering himself in glory, but maybe the shot was a little bit out of his reach. Yeah. We'll just say he's getting experience. He's getting he's getting Canadian national team experience, taking all these all these shots from Toronto. There you go. There you go. LAFC play the Galaxy El Trafico. Uh, this time going a little bit differently. Yeah, Ethan Zubak, not 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 the Pokemon Zubat, uh, <laughs> opens the scoring in uh, in his second MLS game ever, um, and then legit too legit to quit uh, seals the deal two zero. 
in the 54th minute. Nashville tried really hard an extra time, uh, but they weren't able to get one in. So. The Galaxy. The Galaxy. Gal- oh, guess my wrong this, game. This is the Galaxy game. won against LAFC, and the <laughs> LAFC tried code. very hard, but yes. they weren't. Uh, yes, yeah. you you were thinking about the right game. <laughs> just just the, our notes. The very next game has Nashville in it, so uh, get confused. Uh, thankfully, you didn't say something about Atlanta because that would have. Oh, Atlanta. Funny you mention because they won two nothing against Nashville. With two absolute Galazos from Pity Martinez. Not really. Galazo is a meaningless word now. No. It really is. It doesn't mean anything. Seriously. <laughs> Eat Arby's. No. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Atlanta United are back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking cares? You know, this is a meaningless year. It's a meaningless tournament. They lost the trophy. I don't fucking care. You know what? I hope they this is a blip and they suck for the rest of the season. That's yeah. that's my hope. So yeah. if Messi doesn't come to MLS, like we mean nothing. That's what the soccer world has determined. So yeah. Anyway, Nashville lost. Too bad. Two nil. I believe there's a word for when a player gets too two goals. I can't even sincerely make that joke with Atlanta, man. Is it called Jeez. a pity? No, I think pity it's a pity is when you get taken off at the 70th minute <laughs> then kick your teammates' chair while they're sitting in it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of wish when Atlanta plays uh, Inter-Miami that Breck is on the bench and pity like goes over to the other <laughs> bench and still does that. Just like, hey, remember when we did this? Fun time. <laughs> Breck just pulls out their restraining order. Says, 50 yards, man. 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at this point, uh, because I've got now a lump in my throat after talking about Atlanta, it's not COVID. It's not COVID. I'm just kidding about a lump in the throat. I don't have COVID. Just making that clear for people who listen and may come in contact with me. I was just joking. People take this kind of thing very seriously right now. So that was a joke. But uh, as part of the joke, I have a lump in my throat. So let's take a break while I clear it, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Before the break, I was making some jokes about Inter-Miami and Brecce. Well, the next game that we got to talk about is Inter-Miami playing Orlando, a rematch of the opener of the MLS's back tournament. Uh, this time held at its, its uh, what is it? What's the name of the uh, stadium? I forget now. But let's, 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 just, let's just call it, we promise it's not Lockhart. But it is, though. I... Well... Do they call it Lockhart? I have no idea. I call it Lockhart. I'm I'm I matter yeah. notch. All right, crappy old I Lockhart. That <laughs> you do, you do, you matter. I I I agree. So yeah, at crappy new Lockhart, Inter Miami got their first MLS win. Yay against Orlando, beat the champions. Wait, no, not the champions. Because Orlando lost the final. I was I was I had all these horrific dreams of Nani holding the tor- the trophy after. Uh, he they beat us, so I just in my head I've completely forgot that Portland won. But um, they did beat Inter Miami did beat Orlando three two though. Orlando coming very close to getting it back. Yeah, goals from uh, Daryl DK with his first as a of his MLS career first professional goal, um, and one from Nani. Who else? Sorry, not I should have. I, I'm so sorry. And second goal scored by. Nah, it's okay. You don't want to do it? Okay. Okay. No, no, it's okay. okay. It won't happen again. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you. I, well, I, I can't say that it won't happen again. It might happen a few times more. You, you never know. You never know. So, yeah. Uh, did on my referred in the first win. Such, such games. Yeah. Uh, Pizarro. Pizarro's finally looking comfortable with the team. I mean, he got his goal and he got an assist. Got the first assist uh, to Carranza on that goal. So, you know, even though they're at the bottom of the table, I think they have a chance to finally turn it around. Colorado played RSL. RSL getting the 4-1 win against the Rapids. Uh, who happened to actually open the scoring uh, in the 38th minute? Rubio scored, but it's called an own goal off of Herrera. Uh, then in the second half, RSL kind of just fucked things up. Uh, first, Amir Krylock scored a screamer from outside the box. Uh, Mikkel Chang gets to a rebound from a Yarborough spill to score a second. Uh, Nan Lee. Who, who's naming these people? Who's writing this <laughs> script? We already have a nanny. Why can't we have, like, this is like FIFA name generator Nan Lee. Uh, 79 minute, Nan Lee almost has just tied up, but it goes off the left post uh, and uh, shot from the way out. Baird and Murram then get rapid goals in the dying minutes to in quick succession to put it out of reach uh, completely of the rapids. Yeah. I would say Freddie Freddie Juarez is it a coach, the former Thunder. He looks Correct. like he knows his pieces now. Uh, he's had a has had more than just half a year with the team and and Miram also had a great game. Um yeah. he set up that first goal for Krylock, so Portland played Seattle. It's a happy ending for you, Sasha. Woo-hoo. Seattle winning 3-0. Uh yeah, so over at uh in Portland's home stadium, Seattle was able to get the W. Um this was also the first game where Seattle had all their big big players, their new signing Jao Paulo along with Lo- Nicholas Nicholas Lodero and Roll Down. So that made quite the difference. Um Chris Duval of, of Portland actually opened up the scoring and it was his first was it his first or third MLS goal? But it, it doesn't matter because it got called back by VAR. Then in second half, Rui Diaz hits this crazy shot with the outside of his foot, hits the top post, goes off of Clark's arm, and in. Jovan Jones with assist on that one. Um, then Rui Diaz gets a brace off a long ball from Stefan Fry. Uh, Kevin Leardum finishes up. He scores uh, from an assist from Rui, with an assist from Rui Diaz. Uh, in the 92nd minute of extra time, Portland scored again off a set piece, but it was ruled an offside. So all the DPs, Jao Paulo and the new DP, VAR, helping Seattle win. New York City FC then played Columbus in the final game of the week. Uh, City getting the 1-0 win over Columbus. Hebert stole a horribly placed defensive pass from Abu Bakar Keita. To who and set it up for he was very unselfish. He set it up for Alex Ring, who was wide open, scored the goal. Uh, should mention Sasha said Abubakar Keda, and I said, No, no, it's Bubakar Keda because I've been reading the BBC a whole bunch last week. And if you have as well, you know that Ibrahim Bubakar Keda, former president of Mali, deposed by the military there, who promised democratic elections so, soon. <clears throat> uh, definitely not. Is the president Abu of Mali Bukar a Keda. DP signing for NYCFC, or how does that work? Is that Tam? He's probably a little too old, but then again, Governor Tommy Thompson is yeah. Wouldn't be the first politician. Governor Tommy Thompson yeah. plays for San Jose, so right. So so maybe it's just gonna be like all these former politicians, old people playing in MLS. You know, I'm, they do say it's a retirement league. 
So yeah, I mean, we've heard about soccer players going into politics, but I mean, I guess politics are getting so bad that politicians are going into soccer. There you go. Hey, speaking of things going getting bad, let's go into a segment we call "Friends in Low Places." In this segment, it's time to check in with our friends in low places, the U.S. lower leagues, where, uh, as as Caleb has succinctly put it in the notes, would you like to read yeah. that? Okay. Tire fire of COVID. Yep, it continues. It continues rolling. USL keeps on going with having their games. And uh, St. Louis FC will dissolve as a club after 2020 season. They've announced... Uh, the, the spokesman for the team said that ownership decided that with the financial impact of COVID-19 and MLS on the horizon, it did make sense to continue operations, which, I mean, I can't blame them, I guess. You know, the new MLS team is coming in 2023, so this team is going to cease operations at that time anyway. Mm-hmm. They've made that decision. So they're probably hemorrhaging money right now. They've probably got contracts this year that they, they would cost them money to to break. So, you know. I guess I get it, but it's just really sad for the St. Louis FC fans who now have to wait uh, three, two years to watch a team play a little. To watch a brand sucks. new like, team, <laughs> brand new franchise, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, so I will. I was on that train with you a couple of weeks ago, and then I saw some comments from leaders of the Luligans, St. Luligans, the the supporters group there who are, because of the there are some ownership continuity between the two teams, they do consider them to be kind of a continuation. And whereas we might look at the colors and the logo and think that it's different, at the end of the day, if the fans of the team itself are saying, hey, this is still the same team and we consider it to be like the spiritual successor, we're not pissed off about I think I don't know what their feelings are about this announcement. I haven't actually canvassed them very rigorously. A few tweets that I saw said that they're okay with it. The Detroit City fans are really not. But I, I can't say that for any certain. But I do know that with the MLS team, more St. Louis fans than not seem to be okay with that okay. whole situation Good of to know. transition. Yeah. Which again, we don't have to accept it, but like they seem to be okay with it. So I I don't know how to take that personally. I was gonna confuse me. And because of the previously mentioned uh, tire fire of COVID in USL, this might be, and across the country, this might be a blessing in disguise because they're waiting until 2023. They might have a great big return. Um, I, can, I, can see the, I can understand if the fans are upset, but as you said, they seem to be embracing this. So maybe the scene, maybe this will be a great return from the, we'll have a healthier country and 2023 will be a great return for soccer in the city. Uh, let's hope so. I mean, I will say Twitter fucking exploded when this announcement went out. And it was like, you know, this was arguably as insufferable as the messy stuff that came about a few hours later on Twitter. Because everybody had extremely strong opinions about this. And, you know, understandably, like, it's team going away. Nobody likes that happening. But it was very, it was some strong, very hot takes. Let's just put it that way, because I was I was sur- surfing on my personal account, which doesn't have all the Detroit City people muted <laughs> and blocked, and uh, it's very very sizzling. I cooked a lot of meat on there. So anyway, uh, Cosmos has suspended Emmanuel Sembroni. I know we've all been wondering what's what's Emmanuel Sembroni gonna do with the Cosmos this year. That's the been the question on all our minds. Turns out it's stamping on an opponent's head. Like, not like, you know, one of those, like, oh, I'm going to gingerly walk by him and doop, 
you know, like like a light tap. No, he like jumped on the guy's head as he yeah. was. Like, the guy went. He he was chasing after somebody. The guy goes down. Uh, Zamroni, I'm pretty sure, like maybe steps past his like mid the mid body of the guy who's on the floor, and then as he's jumping over his head, he he just like kicks out with his like the bottom of his cleats and mm-hmm. whacks the guy's head. Uh, as appropriate, the Cosmos have suspended him for the rest of the season, uh, which means he will never play for the Cosmos again because he's got a one year contract, and they have. In the state, same statement that he they said he's played his last game for the Cosmos. So, bye bye. Yep, that was this was one of those. If you watch the video, even before you heard New York statement, it's like no appeal, no appeal for him. It this is one of those situations that is clearly worse when you watch the video compared to how people describe it. Yeah. So, let's move into a segment that we call the "Don't Call It Soccer" in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Uh, only one piece of worthwhile news from England this week. Well, from Greece, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, Harry Maguire uh, was arrested in Greece for public intoxication, assault on public employees, and attempted bribery. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is it, isn't he just... Is this... Didn't he have to change his name after he gave up his royal title? No. This is the wrong Harry. Okay. This is the Billy Lizard. No, wait, no. Um, Shit. This is the captain for Manchester United? Okay. Does he have a lightning bolt on his head? He might. Owls and all that. I don't know. Big dude. He has a pretty fucking big forehead, so maybe. Created by an (laughs) asshole. No, you're thinking of Paul Pogba, who has the lightning bolt on, on the side of his hair. Aha! Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what, what about Pogba? <laughs> yeah. He's oh, fine. okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Very Harry good. Harry was also found guilty of those crimes in a court in Greece and initially was picked for the upcoming England games, but was dropped from the team for some reason. Not sure why, though. So what did Harry do? Because I've heard some like weird, different reports. Like the British tabloids, incapable of writing anything truthfully, have I reported like different. Don't things. know the exact detail, so I don't really want to go in on it and say this is exactly what happened. You no, weren't there. Um, we're not allowed in Europe at the moment, so I had to, I had to cancel my tickets through. Oh, shit, you're right. There's a whole thing, and maybe next year I'll go to Greece with Harry Maguire if he's allowed back there ever again. Um, but. I had, I had to turn okay. him down this time to the Tanto, so yeah. Aha. Okay. Okay. Ha- now Harry is that manager who was the Spurs manager for a while. No, that's Harry right? Redknapp. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Wait, isn't he the ex Liverpool player who's like a commentator? No, character. His name isn't even Harry or Red or Dra- Graham Soonis. Is, right. is, is it that? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to break character. Jamie Redknapp is totally a thing. Oh. He's Harry Redknapp's son, uh, and he played. But, I, 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 yeah, this this story is weird. And I will point out that the same British tabloids were like, ah, lazy Raheem Sterling bought a house for his mother. That, that criminal. Bloody, bloody, blah, blah. We hate black people. Uh, the same, like, racist-ass tabloids were like, oh, that Harry Maguire. He's the captain that everyone wants. Perfect lad, what a great guy. Persecuted, I'd say. 
these fucking like it is so transparent the bullshit that you get from places like the Daily Mail and uh, all the other uh, places that uh, mm-hmm. publish trash in, in the United Kingdom. So um, he had a suspended sentence of twenty one months in prison. So Harry better not commit no more crimes. All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, well. We have to, I guess, the big story of the week, um, which is the Europa League <laughs> final. <laughs> no, let's talk about Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona. Okay, so how how much detail do we need here? Do we think anybody who's listening to this has not like read Carlos Puyol's tweet and then the emojis Luis Suarez sent in response and? Well, uh, you know, clearly we need to explain who Messi is and everything. So he's a person who plays for the Argentine national team. And no, I'm kidding. Of course, you know what's going on with Messi. Uh, If you don't know, there's plenty of articles. You can go to the Guardian. But the big deal is, Notch, do you want to take it away? Uh, I mean, I could. Why don't you do it? You're doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Messi wants to leave the club and not have to pay his uh, release clause, which is reportedly... About seven hundred million U.S. dollars. Um, he claims he doesn't have to pay. Barcelona is saying otherwise, and yeah, it's clear at this point that his relationship with the club is, you know, he's done with the team. Uh, so now really, it's just you know, semantics or logistics, whatever you want to talk, call it. It was his release clause says that he can choose to leave the team at the end of every season without, uh any payment and he argues that because of covid the end of the season was just now barcelona argues that it was in june you can understand why barcelona is are being assholes about this because he seems to have made his mind up relationships between you know we've talked about on uh, the the in-depth episode that caleb mentioned he he pitched caleb had pitched this episode we recorded in july we talked about how the relationships between Barca's board and its players have been fraying for quite a while. Messi being one of those players who's had significant issues with the president, Bartomeu, been unhappy with the direction the club has been going in for a long time. He's made up his mind. So now Barca doesn't have anything to lose by making it hard for him to go. They do have everything to lose from making it easy for him to leave for free because he's the best player in the world. This is a cash cow. Barca could, I mean, they're going to get a minimum of 700 million pounds. Easily could get more if uh, if they find some other situation. So they're going to drag this out as much as they can. The other thing that that is now in place, where is he going to go? Um, if you want to choose the endless speculation, go read The Athletic, go read The Guardian. Go. I mean, there is just, I mean... Which team in this world would not sign Lionel Messi right now, right? Like, I mean, financial side. Like, who would say no to him? So, it just depends on where he chooses to go. If you had told me that Ronaldo was going to choose Juventus, I would have laughed my head off and said, of course not, he's going back to England at the time. So, truth be told, the guesses that we make are probably going to be incorrect. Um, So, this is one of those stories. I feel like we're just going to find out what's going to happen and speculating is... Kind of pointless because all of the possibilities have been tweeted out by some guy in Doha, Qatar, like five hours ago, um, who was really into this piece of news. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. And do, do you have? Do you guys have other reactions to this? 
I mean, in a sane world with the fanboys who want the rivalry between Ronaldo and Messi to continue, he gets signed by Inter Milan. I don't think that's going to happen. In this crazy 2020 world, he gets signed by Juventus and they play alongside each other. <laughs> like, it's literally, and that's, and I'm not being serious about that. It's just that this year has been so ridiculous, both for soccer and other reasons that, who knows? Caleb, do you care? I, I think he'll be on Barcelona next year. I think, yeah, it's the boring choice, but I think it'll be tied up in court if he tries to leave on a free for so long that the season will start and he'll want to play. I think you're, 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 I, I, I think that there's a distinct possibility that what you're saying will happen, and but it has to be contingent on Bartomeu leaving as Barcelona president. Several Barcelona board of directors have already resigned. Uh, Bartomeu said something about resigning but then didn't and it's mm-hmm. it's all a mess so but yeah this this they've come close before and not pulled the trigger so we'll we'll see but this is the furthest the situation has ever come so we'll let you know when david beckham <laughs> and inter miami have signed up hey moving on to uh the europa league final sevilla beat inter milan 3-2 romelu lukaku's last trophy win uh still with uh, i believe underlecht was it <laughs> sure yeah totally back in the i day. know that off the top okay. of my head, yeah, Anzalas. Yeah, so yeah. He, he keeps um, I think the real story here is not Inter and the own goal or anything, but it's uh, Julian Lopetegui? Lopetegui, sorry. Lopetegui. Um, he was in the news a couple of years ago for being fired from the Spain job right before the World Cup because um, he wanted to take the Real Madrid job and announced that before the World Cup. Um, he was at that job at Real Madrid for about three months and then was hired by Sevilla the following year in 2019, three-year deal. And this is his first ever club trophy that he won. So the motion was extremely... Um, he he was in tears at the, at the final whistle and you could see just the joy and almost relief on his face. And it was good to see that for... In kind of this world of it's like weird soccer without fans, and so I see just some good come out of it of Sevilla winning and uh, Julian getting his first winner's medal on the club stage. Yeah, he's had a very eventful. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody was laughing at him for like a whole year, so uh, this is this sweet revenge uh, for that. Champions League final, Bayern versus PSG, 1-0 Bayern. Hooray. It's because of bad things to happen. No. Yeah. Big, yeah. Uh, kind of big surprise is that the goal, lone goal was scored by a uh, former PSG man, Kingsley Coman, of a great assist from uh, Kimmich. Uh, that is not the name you would have thought of. There's probably <laughs> five or six names you Le- thought would have scored a goal. Levin- other Le- than Le- that. <laughs> Guys, 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 Levin And the guy making the joke? Thomas Moot. Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Muller, Nabry, Goretzka. The list goes on. Coutinho. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Alfonso Davies, I think, is probably the other feel good story about this young kid who we all know from the MLS coming up through Vancouver and make it to the Champions League, make it to the Champions League final and winning it. That's It's beautiful to see. Um, this is also the second trouble Bayern has won. They are now in the same realm as Barcelona, having won two troubles, European international troubles. Mm-hmm. 
I will confess some lack of desire to care about this game, given who was playing in it, that Bayern, who have utterly dominated German football for so long, um, and who I consider to be somewhat boring. You know, this happens to me whenever I'm watching a sport and someone just, like Mercedes in F1. I will confess it. Ferrari was dominating this much in F1. I didn't care as much because they were my team. But still, uh, no <laughs> one can say I'm not a homer. It, it is. It does get a little bit boring. So Byron doesn't inspire excitement for me. And PSG, I think this is the conversation that's really got amplified since they made a deep run in this tournament, which is that they are a, a front for a, national, a sovereign government to get some good PR. And a sovereign government that has some really objectionable policies um, that it pushes forward socially towards gay people, um, uh, on on how it treats its migrant laborers. So it's one of those situations where you really got to like, you look at these two teams playing this big money game, which, you know, they've both bought their way to. And it's just, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, it's, it's kind of hard to like be like, Yay! I want to make time for it. And I, you know, I, I had this situation where I was at, a, at an activity scheduled with some people. They all wanted to like go watch the final, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna do something else." Because I, I, I don't know. It just makes me sad to see that these are the two teams who are in the biggest game in um, in European football and world football. Arguably, I don't know where you fall on the whole World Cup final versus Champions League final question, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just weird. Hey, it happened. Byron won. So I understand so, your sentiment on that. I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll make the short. But if, if I had a good feeling with PSG losing because they splashed the cash over these past four years for Neymar, Di Maria, Mbappe, and uh, God, I'm forgetting some some more. But uh, Cavani, and they still couldn't win it. Yeah, and I guess I feel validated by that. I think it's the lesser of the two evils won won the game, and also the team that deserved to win won. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, second qualifying round for Champions League starts tomorrow, Wednesday the twenty sixth. Uh, there's a list of teams in the notes that have qualified for the group stage. Thank you for putting them there, <laughs> Sasha. Um, are there some that you specifically want to highlight, or I'm not going to read this entire list? <laughs> no. Uh, I will say the fourth seed from Germany, Borussia Mönchengladbach, made the cut. You know, um, Liverpool, Kale's Fairly Club, the two Manchesters, and Chelsea. So we'll get to see our Captain America in the Champions League. Sevilla qualified as well by winning Europa, but they had already qualified. So that opened up the doors for Ajax, Club Rouge, uh, Zenit St. Petersburg, Shakhtar Donetsk, Porto, and Istanbul, the sexier. You're not saying though. Uh, at the opening of the show, we referenced some serious news about Daily Blind, and today he, um, I don't know if he collapsed um, on the from pitch. From what I the notes read, say, I believe... he collapsed on the pitch, then was followed by a scream when his ICD activated, but was able to walk off the pitch under his own power. Okay. This is the second time he collapsed this year, gotcha. however, and I think it might be time for him to take into stock his health and his future with his family. So this is this is this is a, a implanted defibrillator that he mm-hmm. has on his heart. Um, that that went off. If you don't know what an AICD is, so essentially, 
a device that keeps him alive by sensing that his heart needs an electric jolt for the heart muscle to continue beating, uh, sensed that it was needed and set itself off. So in a world where he did not have this in his body, things would have been significantly more serious. So um, we are dealing with a situation which we we can feel thankful for modern technology being where it is and that the fact that he was able to to get that and and the fact that he was able to after collapsing walk off the pitch is incredible like it is nuts that 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 uh, that is something that he was able to do so but you're right he um he's got some decisions ahead of him and it this literally happened while right before we recorded so we don't actually know what the fallout will be um I think we we all care for the the health of the player. I, I believe Ajax do as well. They're going to prioritize that because the season starts in September thirteenth, but I doubt we will see Blind uh, towards the start of the season. Yeah. With that, it's time for us to tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Russian Revenant. I'm at K Olson seven one six. Also, special thanks to Tertonics for the use of their song "Lustless" as our theme music. Follow them on, find them on YouTube, Bandcamp, and Facebook, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. You can find me uh, and Caleb actually tweeting from at TW United fans. Uh, you can also find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. We'd appreciate if you could tell your friends to listen to us. We always appreciate having new listeners. And uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash TWUnitedFans. Thank you to all of our patrons, especially our lead commissioner tier patron, Eric Olson. We Hi, really appreciate you supporting our show. And with that, we'll bid you adieu for another seven days. Take it easy, everybody. See you next week. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerades, valentines, good